Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. All right, the Prime Minister of India is scheduled to visit the United States of America next month. I think it's the 22nd of June. Um, he's been invited by President Biden for a state visit over there. And the Prime Minister is going to be there on the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. I think the Prime Minister of India flies back. So uh, leading up to the Prime Minister's visit, I have decided i'm going to be doing few targeted discussions around indo us relationships and as we do in our indian culture nariyal phodne ka aur start karna is going to be through uh, a report so there're going to be different kinds of discussions some are going to be uh, on on affirmative side some are going to be on the negative side some are going to be about a historic and analysis of it but today's discussion is uh, about a paper a very detailed paper written in the takshashila institution by yusuf t unjawala you know, by the way this is the second time yusuf is on the podcast he was there he was one of the first few guests of the charvak podcast 4 years ago where we had discussed india's defense preparedness and today's paper that was written by yusuf for takshashila institution is called assessing arguments against closer india us ties yusuf welcome Thanks thanks Kushal a uh, long time good to be back Yeah man I, I you are one of the few people I follow on social media and I've always I mean we don't talk a lot on social media but we are yeah. one of those DM talkers hum log DM pe baat karne wale log hai but <laughs> I've always I've always had a lot of respect for you 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 try to maintain civility in discourse even uh, even when you may not agree with people and I admire that quality in you but uh, let's let's now focus on the paper why did you decide to write this the is a detailed paper so why did you so uh, at the takshashila institution every week we have uh, something that we call it as a thanks club and uh, everybody who is in the takshashila institution joins in and we discuss anything under the sun so this was sometime last year and then we had certain discussions and then we were talking about what could be that those uh, few things that could be a kind of a deal breaker uh, between india and the us or kind of impede the india us ties and that's how it just came about and then they said well, let's just take this up as a as an and, and assess you know and and all the arguments are not something that is coming out from say uh, uh, you know official sources or that kind of it's it's argument that we see uh, in our discourse so it can be on twitter it can be uh, you know in some offline chats or even your whatsapp and some of them can be you know very genuine arguments uh some of them may be myths you know or some can be just conspiracy theories and things like that but overall i was just trying to assess that what could be that deal breaker of an argument and given the relations i i fail to see any such argument which can be that you know that this relationship cannot go forward that kind of a thing i did not find anything of that sort so so how would you divide the arguments so let's so would you say things people say on social media now on social media you have people like uh, i'll take names uh, this is not taking names in a derogatory way this is just taking names of people who talk about uh, us india relations from a think tank perspective so maybe people of indian uh, origin you might have sadanand dume uh, you might have tanvi madan you might have milan you might have uh, dhruva jayshankar who these are the names on the indian side on the american side you have uh, derek grossman uh, jeff 
Jeff, I think, is from the Heritage Foundation, if I remember uh, the foundation correctly, Jeff Smith. Then Shreemoy Talukdar uh, in First Post is a very good journalist. He writes regularly. So there are multiple people. And then there is a litany. There is the world of social media where everybody is a U.S. expert. And they keep making arguments. There are some people on YouTube who make for America arguments. Then <coughs> there'll be some people on YouTube making against America arguments. Now, if I was to ask you, uh, this is my first question. In your assessment, how is uh, the Indo-American relationship as of now in Facebook terms? So Facebook has friend or it's complicated. So so, so what is the relationship status of India and America as of now? Is it it's complicated? Like we used to Facebook, it's complicated. No, I don't think it's complicated. Um, I think we are friends. Uh, okay. And in international uh, politics, as I say, there is no permanent friends and no permanent enemies, only permanent interests. So we are friends. Uh, our interests converge uh, uh, for India. And this is something which is my primary thrust of my paper. Uh, for India, it's about our economic development and uh, where we can get the maximum benefit of uh, from uh, to help our rise, our own rise. I mean, we have set a goal now to be a developed country by 2047. We hope. And that'll be our lifestyle, uh, lifetime, right? I mean, we hope that we are able to achieve that. And for that, we require all the partners who can help us in terms of investing, in terms of providing technology, in terms of uh, our defense, because defense is very key to your economic progress um, and all these things. And and this is where the U.S. stands. I mean, the Indo-U.S. relations are, are probably, as they keep saying, that it's a defining partnership of this century and natural allies and whole lot of uh, things that we call ourselves our, our partnership as and officially we are the comprehensive global partnership. I mean, we see our relationship in, in global terms that it is of global consequences. That's the reason why the name, you know, comprehensive strategic global partnership. All right. But see, these, uh, these are things people say, right? Whether it's India or America, a lot of things are said. People say a lot of nice things, but saying nice things have to be quantitatively measured in performances and criterias where I can say, okay, these are the things that America has done. These are the things that India has done. Now, uh, trade investment is one criteria that, okay, we can look at it. India, American investments in India are increasing year on year. There is no doubt about it. But that's just one of the things. So let's start first with um, maybe as your paper has divided in, in the realm of military because that has been something I, I started following you because of your commentary on military right you would do it on the defense forum india if, if i remember correctly you would constantly comment over there about india's procurement patterns india's defense preparedness and that's when i actually had invited you so let's start over there so there are as you have mentioned five chief arguments right uh uh, when it comes to the military arguments, the a, a the U.S. is an unreliable unreliable supplier. Then the next one you say is they will not supply critical technologies. Communications will not be secure. Their weapons are expensive, and their weapons will not fit in with our existing systems. Now, why do you think these arguments are not valid? So, as I mentioned, uh, the first one is is our our wep uh, the weapons are expensive. I mean, yes, overall. If you look at the package, the weapons may be expensive, but uh, if you see the life cycle costs, uh, they turn out to be a lot cheaper. And I'm not talking of just U.S. system. I mean, we did a very extensive 
you know, I mean, we bought the Rafale aircraft, right? And uh, although it was ultimately a a government-to-government deal, but it came through the iteration of an earlier program uh, for 126 uh, uh, fighter aircraft. Uh, I specifically cited uh, one of the procurement pro- uh, uh, ones that was for the Chinook helicopter, uh, which India has acquired. And if you see uh, the life cycle cost of that one, which compares with the MI-26, which was uh, the Russian offering, it it was a it, it was a stark one. I mean, it, it's about it's about three times uh, the Russian uh, helicopter over its life cycle would cost three times what Chinook is going to cost. And so we look at at things in life cycle cost. That's one. Um, secondly, uh, the operational availability of uh, specific, uh, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, equipment. So if you look at the Russian uh, MiG-29s, which are on board our uh, aircraft carrier, I mean, their availability is about 15 to 30 percent. And so it just means that they are not there at all when you want them. And what is then the cost to your security? And and if that is the kind of operational availability of your existing system, then what you'll do is you'll buy more so that you can cater to the down, uh, those, those equipment which are not up there in the air or not available for operational use. So how are you going to measure those costs? So these are the things that will happen. But Overall, the technology is far superior of the West, so obviously it is more expensive. That brings a lot more capabilities, and that's the reason why, if you notice in the last 15, 20 years, uh, most of our, our very, uh, uh, you know, uh, the top of the line equipment have actually come from, say, one is Rafale against France, and then the US where we have bought the, the P-8 for surveillance, maritime surveillance, we bought the C-130s, C-70s, and uh, C-17 is something that we actually love to have more of, but unfortunately, the production line is closed. So if you look at that, the pattern, India has gone for, you know, where it, it, the technology matters, we've gone with the West, and where if we could, okay, with the Russian systems, we have gone with the Russian system. It's like a balance that we have done. But technology matters, I wanted to ask another question over here, is that the Americans are not going to give you the whole shebang, right? And 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 the the fear of interference in terms of uh, communications is real, right? Why 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 should not uh, why should India not be concerned about that? But so, that applies uh, equally to the Russians also. I just wanted to give yes. you a caveat. Yeah. Yes, it does. I mean, uh, we have been getting technology, getting technology from Russians since the 1960s, right? I mean, why have we been able to make our own engines and things like that, right? It does not happen. There are certain technologies which they will not share. There are certain limitations on our sides that we might not be able to absorb technology, may not have the capabilities to understand the technology. So I recently wrote a paper, not recent, I think a few months back uh, uh, in The Diplomat. And and this is a, a, a point which I, which I raised, you know, I mean, India, US defense ties need that nuclear deal moment where, you know, there is something really big coming in from the U.S. side because because India lacks in several regards. And I had li- listed uh, three areas in which this could happen. One is uh, clear technology transfer. Second one is joint production. And the third one, which is really very important for me, is getting U.S. assistance in developing spares and other equipment for our existing Russian equipment that we have, we still rely on Russia for. I mean, we import nearly 6,000 crores, nearly a billion dollars worth of spares from Russia every year. And you know how things are, and it makes it difficult for us. 
so those these are the three areas in technology transfer i listed naval nuclear propulsion marine uh, propulsion conventional that is and jet engines and i think right now jet engine is something which is looking very close to uh, coming to uh, some kind of a deal uh, with the g uh, engine uh, uh, for lca mk2 and and then the amca so i think uh, there are certain congressmen in the us who are pushing uh, for the deal to happen when modi visits uh, visits the us so i think we might see something what the contours of the deal will be because ultimately it's ge it's a private firm it's not like uh, an american company or uh, what you call a government owned company and the american government can just say all right just transfer this to the, to the to to india it's not going to happen it's something that russians can do because it's all under their control but here there are commercial interests so how the whole thing plays out we have to see because ultimately there has to be some kind of win win situation and we need technology i mean there is no doubt about that so we'll see how that goes but it's a very crucial it is something that we have lacked and and i think uh, when we bought the s400 i think we uh, we missed out on uh, on on taking indo us relations uh, defense relations forward i think that a space of air defense system is something where india also brings some expertise on the table i mean if you look at the other technologies the us which has everything with it and it does not need india to collaborate so when you talk of defense collaboration joint production there are very limited things that we can do and this air defense system was one of the things where we have our own air defense system we have developed our own radars we have a ballistic missile defense system so we could have got something on the table and maybe jointly develop something of the s400 class uh, uh you know uh, air defense system which even the americans don't have i think it was a lost opportunity so it is definitely so, a, a, an area that that we need that nuclear deal moment so what about the american side where there could be a palpable fear that you know we gave technology to china those people copied us you know kind of went back uh, uh, and uh, broke the code open so we should not do it with the indians also so we are not going to go beyond a certain limit with the indians and in that scenario india doesn't benefit because they have the chinese experience what about that are you talking in terms of defense or just in general just defense arguments defense technology no, they, look no, I mean, the chinese was, no they did that with the americans right no the chinese stole technology the americans didn't share any uh-huh. uh, any, so, any 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 so any, the chinese uh, stole it so now why would america give it some nice no, to was, the indians that was that was espionage right that was espionage and the thing is you also need to have the kind of industrial capability to mimic all that i mean despite china stealing technologies it has not been able to uh, you know mimic everything i mean look at them they have not been able to uh, you know produce a good jet engine even now right and this despite their technology sharing with the russians over the years them reverse engineering russian engines is still not there so the industrial capability is also something which 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 matters i think a lot of uh, it that that we are not able to make our own stuff is because we lack in understanding technology and replicating those i mean why are we not be able to uh, reverse engineer russian russian engines and you know make everything on our own i mean we talk about the su 30s being made from raw material up where does the raw material come from russia so metallurgy understanding materials is something we lack in so these these are very genuine things and how so that's why i talked about one of the ways that the americans could help india was in actually understanding russian technology and making things over here i mean we should talk when it's about them giving us machines machining technologies and stuff like that i mean how can we you know extract that from them wherever we need it all right so i get it 
uh, and I kind of understand where you're coming from, but there is a inbuilt asymmetry in this relationship between India and America, at least in the military realm. Uh, I know Indians think they are Vishwaguru on steroids, but they are not. In that scenario, India has to be doubly cautious as to what and whom and why. Before someone says equally applies to the Russians also, it's, it's not like everything that applies to the Americans applies to the Russians also. But in the case of America, there is always this fear that the America, the American way is that uh, it's never just trade. The Americans bring more than just trade on the table. What do you have? What do you do about that? And you're talking in which I mean, you're talking about. Some I'm going to the political argument, domestic political argument. So something yes. like they'll come up with reports like the USCIRF has just come up with some kind of report, that kind of a thing. Not just that. So okay, I'll explain. So you first of all, uh, the American ambassador. You know, seriously, it's just it is the most cringe thing that I could see in my life is white people jumping around in rickshaws like children saying, Oh, it's so exotic. Uh, just stop, it's very irritating. So that's just one thing. But what bothered me was recently the US uh, embassy trying to teach Indians um, fact checking. I don't know if you saw that bit. I think that's a deeply problematic thing. Uh, the U.S. Embassy India was uh, sharing a video on how we can, uh, you know, fact check things. Uh, how to check an authenticity of an image. How to check this. How to check that. Um, how to spot disinformation on social media. Um, I am deeply uncomfortable with the idea of uh, I don't know if you saw the seven tips they had they had posted seven tips no. on the US Embassy of India so so I, I'll actually show it to you just so for your benefit see so my problem is that I don't care about any see I am probably people know I'm very pro-America actually in that sense I'm pro-West uh, I don't hide it it's not a crime which I'm allowed to be pro-West. Uh, so I'll just share this as an example. But this is where, in fact, one of my discussions uh, in my last podcast with an American author, uh, Matt Johnson, was also on this entire idea where they talk about internationalism. You know, Christopher Hitchens used to talk a lot about internationalism also. And I said, boss, internationalism, when the uh, West talks about internationalism, it comes with a lot of uh, baggage. So check this out. So this is the U.S. Embassy India. Having trouble figuring out what's accurate information and what's not on social media? Join us as we highlight several tips throughout this month to help you be more aware. Tip 1. Check the news source. You often come across news from a page that you have never seen before. If this is the case, you should take some time to research the source and content, determine whether the message is true and or share it with anyone else. Now, here's the thing. On the face of it, somebody might say, oh, this is just milk toast reportage. Look, it matters. And matters, and let me explain why it matters a lot in the political. Because in the political arguments, because uh, the part three of your paper is the political arguments, my disagreement with you was not on part two. Because A, I don't understand it that well. So unlike other people who, you know, there's famous Rajpal Yadav, I'm expert, 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 I'm expert,
मगर मुझे पॉलिटिक्स आती है मैं पंद्रह साल से पॉलिटिक्स कर रहा हूँ तो मुझे वो समझ पड़ता है फॉरन नेशंस हैव नो बिजनेस गिविंग दीज काइंड ऑफ लेसन इन साइड सॉवरिन नेशन लाइक इंडिया दे शुड नॉट डू इट दिस इज माई प्रॉब्लम एंड दिस इज डीपली प्रॉब्लमैटिक द थिंग इज एज समन हु इज सो प्रो अमेरिका लाइक आई एम आई एम एक्चुअली वेरी प्रो अमेरिका एंड वेरी प्रो कैनेडा एंड वेरी प्रो यूरोप my problem is it never is a straight deal where hey man i got this you got this let's trade it's always i got this but you know what i don't like your hairstyle why don't you do something about your hair and let me tell you if you use your local barber that's not good enough i'll tell you the barber this is the barber that is going to cut your hair but why should i use that barber no that barber is certified by me this is a deeply problematic way so this this is how the west deals with you at least the barber thing is not going to apply to you <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yes you are right and uh, and this kind of interference is happening in india since the cold war right i mean even the russians had deep penetration in india they were interfering even recently uh, you know uh, the chinese and the russians have ticked off our media guys you know they have written something and there was there was one report which the i think was the hindu they ran, ran a poll or something and the chinese took some objection that or russian uh, chinese yeah and they took the post off uh, you know uh, so this is certainly not acceptable uh, i have not seen the american uh, embassy thing uh i don't know what's the context behind it i think if it's just facts fact check and how to help you get maybe because there may be doing it from their point of view because so many of these things that are run against uh, different countries in terms of information warfare they might just we want to uh, you know kind of help you understand that but i don't know i'll have to check on that but overall interference in indian media or how indian politics works interference in domestic affairs is something is we always frown upon we always reply i mean even recently when the us report came out and we were quick to uh, just hit back and say this is a biased report i mean if you look at anyway the uscirf and all those commissioners who are there on it i mean there was one chap from isna that uh, 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 no, 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 is is islamic thing from north america or something yeah i mean we know there was there is there is some problem with those i mean those guys have funded Uh, Hizbul Mujahideen. They were. I think uh, this is not Canada was banned by ca- Canada uh, for uh, funding Hamas, and this is kind of a thing. And these guys sit on on such a uh, such a pan in the U.S. I mean, it's surprising. I don't know how the background works over there, but yeah, I mean, so we 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 respond to that, but it still doesn't take away from a larger uh, objective of the Indo-U.S. relations. I mean, which is for us is 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 uh, economy and and defense and security. so what do you make of this argument uh, in fact even in my ani podcast with hindol i remember hindol had raised this point that us will make sure that india does not cross 5 trillion first they will try everything to make sure that we don't after we cross 5 trillion they'll be like ab to kuch nahi kar sakte so what do you make of that argument uh, i mean this is an argument people make that you know the india is going to be the next after china as to how in terms of containment i mean For the last 15 years, the Americans are trying to convince us that we want to aid your rise. Uh, we want you to share uh, responsibilities. I mean, Americans are stretched. I mean, they are stretched. They, I mean, 
it's it's not the cold war i mean right now they have a country whose economy is is up there at the best of time the soviets were not up there in terms of their their gdp so this right now is a different moment uh, the americans realize that they need allies i mean after what trump did and biden has spent a lot of time assuring his uh, us allies that you know what we are we are there i mean our alliances are strong and and even if you if 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 you see some of their reports they are talking about listening to our friends and partners i mean america talked about listening to friends and partners this is where they are right now because they need i mean imagine this if 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 america is occupied in europe it it needs uh, you know a large number of forces in the pacific what about the rest of the region i mean this is where india comes in i mean we are saying that we want to be a net security provider and the americans want us to be a net security provider because that will take care of a lot of uh, their responsibilities and the point is india does not even need free money it's not that we are asking them to back us it's that we we want their weapons yes but we are spending money for it we are we are not freeloaders we are not asking for free anything so that way we are we want to develop our own capabilities so that we are able to shoulder more responsibility which works for them so i don't agree with this argument that the americans really want to pull us down i mean no why i mean if once the, the thing is with china factor now in play i mean those markets you know with decoupling and you know how long those markets will last for us companies which is the biggest market for them after that it's india and india's rise is in their interest india's middle class rises they are going to be able to sell their more products they'll sell more of the iphones over here and more of whatever i mean you look at uh you know how american companies are investing in india now the biggest of it is is iphone we have asked them to come they have come and they have bet big on it i mean apple wants to have 25% of its production in india so that is a strategic bet now and they they and we are part of the resilient supply chain we are looking at this quad mechanism biotechnology hub uh you know uh, even looking at you know making chips in india and things like that is all going to it's it's something that we need and that is obviously going to grow our economy you are not going to get stuck at 5 trillion dollars i mean come on you're not going to be there so i don't believe in that i mean look at it this way a lot of people cite china china for 30 years just shut its mouth hide and bite became all powerful and then it came out of it why can't we just shut up for the next 30 years develop ourselves become the third largest economy or the second largest economy depending on how our growth happens and then we'll take it from there till then why keep cribbing about you know ye humko nahi hone denge abhi nahi hone denge kya matlab aaj thoda hum log apna pair pe kuladi marenge the question is not pair pe kuladi marenge so i want to take one more uh, i don't know if you read shrima's uh, recent uh, essay on first post which i think it was may 19th yeah 19th ko tha usne likha tha uh, it was about this whole disinformation war that they have waged against india see the problem is that now you also talk about this the 71 bangladesh liberation war right what the americans did to us at that time yusuf it's not easy to forget that we were i mean you remember the russians if the russians would not have intervened on our side what shit we would have been unleashed to so nations uh, while i understand where you're coming from the why why would the americans not do that again is my question there's no satisfactory answer to that because americans you know they will only look at american interests right you should we are also looking at our interests we are not looking at american interests we are looking at what serves us i mean we can't get stuck in 1971 
uh, if you bring in 1971 in 1962 the soviets were very much on the side of the chinese and and that's the only war we lost right so we never held that uh, i mean if you then look at it this way why why do we have good relations with the uk 200 years of rule why did we just have good relations why are we in the commonwealth why why is japan an ally of the us after suffering a nuclear bomb couple of them and hundreds of thousands killed you you choose your interest and then you get along i mean no, yes you don't forget that but are you going to hold your present and future hostage to the past given the larger picture which is emerging you have your enemy which is china you know it is not going to settle for anything apart from its own dominance in the region and the world it it is there on our border right now it is needling us it it has it, it is one that is keeping us off balance by supporting pakistan gave it nuclear weapons i mean that is our challenge the us is somehow we feel that you know we look at online discourse like china is not the challenge the us is a challenge i mean it makes no sense i mean that the chinese cannot accept india's rise those are the ones who are stopping us they are the ones who have stopped us from getting into nuclear supply group and they have been proliferating they proliferated to pakistan today they have nearly as many nuclear weapons as us and on the brink of failure so no it makes no sense i think india's rise is is in us interest is 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 is, is something which i think they also understand and we also understand that's the relation with the relations is working that's the reason why we are sitting sitting on the quad table looking at a very uh, large uh, agenda now it's not just and, and this is something which i wrote in 2017 i think it was in the economic times that quad should not be a military grouping or only a military grouping it will be uh, it will not realize the full potential of what we all can achieve together and i said the first thing that should be on the agenda of quad is an economic agenda and i'm really very happy that quad is shaping into a very diverse set of economic agenda which which will probably help change our lives as well as the lives of the region and make sure that this region stays free and open and not submit to coercion one point i actually completely agreed with you was on the what about pakistan question now on one side you have the same people who raised this pakistan bogey uh, saying that pakistan to irrelevant hai ji hum to baat bhi nahi karte unke baad bare mein wo to hamare mind mein bhi nahi aata which is actually true in the last 5 years i literally see the indians not even caring about pakistan other than mocking ghabrana nahi hai that's all we mock imran khan that's all wo hamare liye bahut entertainment zaruri hai and i accept that but the same people will then complain that the americans don't support us on pakistan well listen even if the americans have not which is a, actually a fair charge against the americans where they have gone on and bailed out the pakistanis time and again but the point is we did what we had to do irrespective of what the americans tried so if we can do it there why can't we have a, a better relationship uh, a, with america while we keep doing the same thing so let's break that down what could be the okay first let's try to make the case against your argument so this is pretty much your argument right humko jo karna hai hum waisa hi kar lete hain so might as well do some trade with america right basically that's what you're saying right no 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 i, I it, it's not that way i mean we realize that america is important for our rise our economic development and trade is one aspect of it right the larger thing is them investing in india developing technology over here 
you know, developing supply chains over here. And this is what is going to help develop our own future industries, right? So this is where it, it's not that trade No, we are very much focused on chasing them, chasing their companies. We want their apples to come over. We want Foxconn from Taiwan to come over. We want everybody to come over here and invest in India. We need the manufacturing setup so that jobs are created in India. We have crores of unemployed people who need jobs. We will have more people coming into the employment, uh, into you know, you know, into the employment bracket, uh, age bracket, and we will have to find jobs for them. And manufacturing is 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 something which will create those those crores of jobs. So we need their investment. We need their technology. It's not just thing happening. No, we are very focused in that regard. I mean, when Modi went to Australia over here, his pitch was come and invest in India. I mean, that is what his pitch was. For what? So that jobs are generated at home. So that capabilities are developed in India. We need that. I don't think we can be. Uh, you know, kind of be arrogant about that. We are a big country. No, it doesn't work that way. We have to offer. That's the reason why we are giving things like PLI, production link incentive. Just because we're giving incentives, people are coming over here. You set up conducive atmosphere for investment, people will come. You're not just going to just, people are not just going to walk in just because you're Indian. I mean, we have, we have struggled in the past. We will be arrogant if we, if we think that, you know, people will just walk into India. They won't. Look at our textile industry. It is finished over here. People are buying from Bangladesh and Vietnam. It's half of what it used to be. While those guys have grown, we are importing garments from Bangladesh. I have no problem with that. I mean, that country should be dependent on Indian market so that, you know, we don't have problems on that front over there and, you know, things that can happen uh, in terms of illegal migration or whatever. So that has stopped because Bangladesh, or rather slowed down. I mean, these are government figures. Uh, there is illegal migration from Bangladesh as well because those guys, their GDP went up and all due textile industry. But it was India's loss. I mean, look at what happened in Tirupur, in Coimbatore. So many MSMEs shut down. So let's not arrogate ourselves in thinking that, you know, they need us. No, it's not. We need them. They need us. It's working as a partnership. It's win-win. It's That's what is happening. Yeah, but then it's transactional, right? Then why would you say uh, a point in your report where you actually oppose it? Because... Why can't then India have a trans... Look, foreign policy at the end of the day is transactionalism. I, I don't agree with this whole thing that we need to create a unique space for America and put them... Look, they are the biggest market. They are anyways going to create a unique space by the sheer pressure and the volume and the size of their market. So... I accept that just like maybe a, a country like India through the sheer size of its market or China is going to do that. But it, at its core, foreign policy is about transactions, right? What they need and what we need and whether it comes together on the same table, then why would you oppose the idea of it not being transactional? So, so look at it this way. Uh, is, is there any transactional relation now with, with, uh, with, between, say, the US and China or West and China, right? They're, they're talking of decoupling de-risking and things like that because the relations are now soured, right? So if you have good relations, so obviously there's a lot of transactionism. There is no doubt about that. But what helps is having a larger good relation where you can sit on a table and you can say, you know what, boss, I need this. And those guys say, you know what, we need this in return. And then you find a common ground. But to come to the table in a non-antagonist manner is very important. Now look at how the Chinese and the US interact. Very difficult for them. So overall, if you look at that, I mean, uh, uh, you know, just transactionalism can ruin relations. And this is where India-Russia relations have faltered. Because if you see, our relations was just reduced to defense, nothing else. Just defense procurement. 
nothing else it became very lopsided in just one direction no people to people contact no russian investments in india no indian investments in russia no people to people contact uh, very few people from india in the in, in russia compared to what's there with with us and the west so that's the reason why you know that there are not many pillars holding the relations together if you look at our relation with say australia now that we are de developing we keep talking about those things shared values is one but people to people contact uh, you know uh, trade which is happening australian australian investment in india australia been has set a target of investing 100 billion dollars in india for what because they see an overall you know they see value in having a relations with india so it's not just transactional your transactional relations going to be limited in its scope is what i say and then you go to russia way yeah but then how can you trust the americans when the amount of governments they have toppled i know you deal with this argument i i i actually this is where i this is these are the parts i disagree with you it's not very easy to trust the americans they have a track record of uh, doing quite uh, quite a lot of uh, if he thinks so to people the, who the, get too cozy with them the problem i have is 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 for us to think on those lines is to think of ourselves as a very small nation we are not we are a nation of 140 crore people the fifth largest economy will be the third largest economy what do you think we just some we get roll over by anybody no let's think like the country the size and the power and the stature that we are so this is this is that small kind of small state mentality i think this is a mentality coming from the last century people are just still stuck there I, I, we are a confident nation i mean I, the, the the comparison i can give is our indian cricket team how we used to play in the 1990s snatch defeat from the jaws of victory and now over the last few years go and snatch victory from the jaws of defeat because we are a confident country we play out with confidence we are we are aggressive we take on challenges i mean i i really don't buy that those arguments that you know someone will just topple our government and you know the america the thing is america will still do it somewhere else that does not apply to india is what i'm saying and why would we think about about what they do somewhere else and think that that's a precedent that they are nikal hamare sath hoga not necessary it's not going to happen we are a big country uh i'm not entirely convinced with that argument and let me explain my point of view just because they can't do it with us doesn't mean they don't intend to there is a difference between them not intending to uh, american operations of they may not topple the government but regime change is a part of american foreign policy you cannot deny that they uh the americans uh, i am deeply uncomfortable with the idea which is why i started with the us embassy fact checking and doing look this is right now elon musk through his uh, you know he must have had some satku moment and he ended up buying uh, twitter boss if twitter was not bought by elon musk i can tell you with a little bit of confidence that many people inside the government of india were genuinely worried about americans interfering in our democracy bus is very simple is there i'll I, i'll have to explain my point using an analogy now i am known to be a free speech absolutist i hate indian free speech laws i am very much a, a very pro you know people dissing anyone and everyone i don't care but i am deeply uncomfortable with the idea after the twitter files of what the american state was using big tech for to do ungli in every other country this is deeply problematic the twitter files opened my eyes 
and now that elon musk has bought it suddenly elon musk doesn't listen to them and jack's twitter indian government would write a request ye handle ye handle ye handle they would not shut all handles let's say 100 requests were sent 90 were accepted 10 were not today the government is clear elon's rule is very simple i don't care what you do my idea of free speech is i will apply the laws of that country on twitter on that country that's how i like it but the american state uses all these tools to interfere in regime change if they find a particular regime and this is not about bjp yes i am a bjp voter tomorrow if the americans did this with the congress in power i will have a problem then too because i don't like them telling me what i am supposed to do so this is where i am not so confident about the americans i don't know I mean, we'll have to get evidence about the us directly trying to interfere in indian uh, political uh, you know process uh, in in trying to change regime or anything i think at the moment i would think they would be actually happy with with modi because they are one person to deal with uh, it's not uh, a major coalition or something of that sort i think i mean look at the reception i don't know uh, what happened in australia and the way uh, you know albanese went about uh uh you know kind of endorsing modi i mean modi is now going to the us he might address the us congress state dinner uh so we'll have to see evidence about them interfering it will be really problematic if they do but i i don't think they even get indian uh politics i mean some of our opposition don't get indian domestic politics right right that's the reason why they are sitting in the opposition for 10 years and and not able to do things you know uh so we'll have to see how that bears out but but no i don't think uh, uh we are a small nation or something which anybody can just interfere we are just so first of all so diverse that will be very difficult for anybody to interfere in our in our in our election i i look i am not doubtful about india's capacity or india's strength as a nation in fact i'm very sure about that but the problem with the american discourse is i know you have used this line in the paper too about the famous kissinger quote that you know it's even more dangerous to be america's friend but man for some people it truly was they're like ye sala isko dost bana ke main phas gaya so this is this is this is where how our relations work right we 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 understand what our friendship is uh, and the thing is it's not the kissinger era right it's a america was too powerful back then america is powerful right now but it is stretched it reaches friends and india can be one of those it's for our benefit simple jitna chusna ho chuslo extract karna ho apne liye gain kar lo 25 saal apne paas hai develop karne ke liye that's all how i see it. i see indo us relations from the sole angle of developing ourselves and if you have to put up with some of their uh you know pin pricks because it'll not be it'll not be more anything more than that we can just live with that because ultimately humko 30 trillion dollar ka economy banna hai humko military power banna hai we, we want to be the third pole we will i mean we talk of multipolarity today there is no multipolarity people talk of multipolar i mean indian foreign policy is all about multipolar kaha hai multipolar ek pole hai second pole is coming up and the third pole will come in somewhere in the middle of the century that's going to be india tab tak koi multipolarity nahi hai 
So uh, just no, no. Complete your point. I was so, just saying I agree with you on that. So for everything, you know, hide and bite. Tumko karna hai. Ham bhi hide and bite kar le. ठीक है. We'll just put up with whatever they want. कितना report तुमको निकालना निकालो. It's not going to make any difference. So, but why would we damage our economic relationship or the relationship which will hurt the economic aspect of it? मेरा सीधा फंडा है. पच्चीस साल तक इकोनॉमी को डेवलप करना है and for that we also have to have our domestic policies right in terms of our politics in terms of our economic policies in terms of our industrial policies we get we have to get all of that right because nothing is going to fall on our lap just like that so we need to get that in order i mean domestic peace and stability is a very important factor without which we cannot develop and so we have to look at that aspect for ourselves so if say the, the americans come out with a report say to nahi tumhare democracy mein problem hai ye wo problem we don't need them to tell us we understand ourselves we need to have democracy over we need to have a rule of law we need to have uh, you know peace harmony everything in the country so that we are a good country to invest in i mean recently there was a report by a taiwanese guy who they say uh, which said that you know where they prefer to invest in the south because they consider south india to be more uh, you know safe peaceful in terms of caste and communal lines and this is a you you may want to counter that but you cannot stop the thought process of those people who are reading reports right and then making investment decisions india cannot succeed or rather we cannot grow fast we cannot be be a developed country if if our if if our states like up bihar madhya pradesh are not at the same level at which south india is or even go better than that and that can only come with lots of investments and for that you need that conducive atmosphere just not your industrial policy but your overall politics your overall peace and harmony in the country all that is important so we should have we should understand that for ourselves we don't need anybody to tell us that i understand that aspect but it's not as black and white as uh, this look do we need american investment in india hell yes uh, can americans be a significant trading partner way more significant than others yes to that too but at the same time indian sovereignty does matter look the american state and uh, and i think people don't talk and again the one aspect that nobody wants to talk about is the biggest enemy of the indian state is not the american the biggest enemy of the indian state is the old dinosaur indian entitled elite who actually believes that india should not be a superpower yusuf Americans always quote whom? Americans quote मुझे नाम लेने की जरूरत नहीं I don't need to take names. You know who I'm talking about. I know who I'm talking about. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. These Indian elites who genuinely believe India should not be a superpower, they create roadblocks and Amer the American state actively works with them all the time. who do you think the american embassy in india is going to work with on these programs these people genuinely believe india should not prosper then what are you going to do i mean are are they making decisions for india are they in power are are they developing next generation technologies are they in bangalore gurgaon and all these places developing digital technologies making unicorns at best what are they going to write columns india is not going to be held back we are not going to be held back we are a, a nation of young 
people aspirational we want to prosper there are people going out i mean far more people go out today and then they will write write to their mates over here you know what ye aisa aisa hai or rather when they come down over here nahi humko bhi aisa banana hai this is the aspiration yeah you you i mean who who i am i've always said i have you know at my age there is just enough time to see india as a developed economy a developed country before my time is up in this world and that's in the next 30 40 years and that is what i talk about use these guys for our development will there be differences of course there will be differences they are a big country a superpower we are a big country a power in our own right we are not going to take things lying down but then we will we'll have to find that middle ground so that the larger relationship remains intact and we can work to you know achieve our our common goals and keep our differences you know we can manage our differences all right then okay so then maybe let's spend some time on uh, um the case for this right which is the last section of your report which you call the economic technological case for close india us ties so what is that case let's let's talk about it a little bit simple i want to be a 30 trillion dollar economy middle of the uh, century how yeah, is that how how That's is that a key happen? question investments okay let's let's do this america is the largest trading partner for india uh 90% of our software and services export both three countries three regions us uk and the eu i mean that's that's the thing right and about 60 odd percent of that goes to the us and our services export last year was some 300 billion dollars so that's the amount of money that is coming from the us the us contributes i mean indians living in the us contribute 25% of our remittances which is nearly 100 billion dollars that's the kind of money coming from there so when people talk about de-dollarization and, and and you know being really very really happy about de-dollarization what are you talking about your biggest trading partner is there your services exports are from there your unicorns are getting investment probably from somewhere there right uh, or your next unicorns are getting funding from there your remittances are coming now the largest early it used to be the middle east right i mean uae used to be the largest remittance uh, source for india now it's the us so and the wider west so it's again all about money so that's the case which i started up front for me indo us relation is all about developing ourselves and we have that 25 30 years time frame as the us and china slug it out for supremacy we don't have to be non aligned non aligned of last century we will take positions based on our interests which we are doing as we see as how uh, uh, you know how we conducted our our uh, uh, you know during this conflict that is running right now with, between russia and ukraine how we are able to talk to both the sides and it's not as if we support the russian war but we are able to articulate our position we have made people come around to our point of view when we started buying a lot of oil from russia there was huge backlash and after that they understood the whole both the economic case of india buying oil from russia as well as you know theek hai and then the people came down over and said bhai theek hai aur le lo oil because the prices were getting stabilized because of that so it is us putting across our point of view forcefully if needed and people are hearing us I mean, Jay Shankar has been very, very articulate. He's gone about saying, "Which whose side you're on? I'm on my side, boss. I'm entitled to my opinion. I'm one fifth of 
ग्लोबल पॉपुलेशन एंड फिफ्थ लार्जेस्ट इकोनॉमी अरे अपनी कोई औकात है यार आई थिंक वी कांट थिंक लाइक द लास्ट सेंचुरी का वो मतलब बेचारा सा इंडिया वी आर नॉट अ बेचारा सा इंडिया भाई दैट्स द कॉन्फिडेंस वी हैव टू ब्रिंग इन आवर सेल्स व्हेन वी टॉक विद पीपल दैट इज द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट फैक्टर आई मीन रियली यू हैव टू कीप इमोशंस असाइड कीप योर आइडियोलॉजीज असाइड योर फोकस तुमको विश्वगुरु बना ये विश्वगुरु है भाई इसको लोग पूछते हैं एंड द द यू नो टू ब्रिंग इन एनीथिंग एल्स अबाउट स्प्रेडिंग योर कल्चर और राधा यू नो you know getting the world to benefit from our own ancient wisdom uske liye bhi paisa chahiye it's just not going to happen like that so our focus should be very clear we want to be a developed country that is the prime minister's agenda 2047 tak by the time we get to 100 years of indian independence we should be developing country a developed country and nothing should waver us from that including our domestic policies our policies uh, we don't need anybody else to tell us what our policies should be our domestic how our democracy should function or how our law should function it's for us to decide yes we don't need any outside interference for that i don't support people going and running to all over the world and saying hamara india mein ye ho raha hai that is for us to solve we will solve it uh, but we have to have the confidence of a big power ki hum koi pushover nahi hai and we can sit on the table with pride with equality and convey our point of view forcefully if needed I think we should do that. So, before I take a couple of audience questions, because we're touching the one-hour mark already. So, what do you make of all this? See, you just dismiss the reports, but the VDM report, the Press Freedom Index report. आजकल तो एकदम बकवास रिपोर्ट एक आती है वो हैप्पीनेस इंडेक्स मतलब अभी हैप्पीनेस को कैसे मेजर कर सकता है कोई? अभी मेरे को एक बात बताओ मैं मैं मतलब ऐसे-ऐसे रिपोर्ट्स आते हैं देन सी these do have an effect chal kuch we have to decide we either like foreign reports or don't like foreign reports because when we have foreign reports praising us we all go ga 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 and when there is something negative nahi ye to bias wo hai why do you care about any foreign report then again i said anything we dem or kuch bhi ho we have to understand for ourselves also that for our a for the unity and integrity of the country we require a strong democracy i am a i am a proponent uh, a proponent of federalism a lot of people think that federalism is not good for india i mean there is opinion uh, on one side but i am very much for federalism i think india will become stronger with that our democracy will be stronger with that so that's that's where i come from we don't need any of these outside guys to tell us we have to understand it for ourselves and even if they criticize us either you you take that criticism or you dismiss it but then when they praise you just be dismissive of that as well kyunki kal ki koi ranking ka ye aa jayega you will prove that india ka ye ranking usne falana dinka ne ye bola india ke bare bahut acha bola hai at that time you like it so you can't have that hypocrisy also na ki bhai a report acha hai to isko hum log accept karenge wo negative hai to usko reject karenge and i call that as interference in us I really don't take any of these foreign reports, uh, you know, because there are a lot of we don't know who's writing what. Some some NGO somewhere might come up with some report. We don't know what is the the basis of it. Uh, uh, you know, we call it happiness index. So we think a happiness index made it. Some of the world's failed countries may be more happy. I don't know how that is happening, but okay, on what metric? So I don't know. But overall, we have to we have yeah. to. Yeah, Afghanistan is more happier than us, and even Pakistan. Who? Pakistan and Afghanistan are happier than us. वो लोग मस्त हैं. 
अरे इससे याद आई वो वो नो रिसेंटली वन दैट किसका मीडिया मीडिया का आया था फ्रीडम फ्रीडम ऑफ प्रेस और समथिंग फ्रेंच अफगानिस्तान इज हायर अप तालिबान ही अफगानिस्तान इज हायर अप इन द रैंकिंग देन इंडिया सो सी बॉस यू इधर टेक ऑल द रिपोर्ट्स और यू डोंट टेक एनी ऑफ द रिपोर्ट्स बिकॉज़ कल की कोई प्रधानमंत्री का तारीफ करेगा कोई रिपोर्ट ये सामने मोस्ट पावरफुल लीडर इन द वर्ल्ड हां मोस्ट पावरफुल है तो वो तो अच्छा लगता है ना आपको या डिसमिस एवरीथिंग और यू ठीक है यस टेक थिंग्स एंड स्ट्राइड ये लोग जिसको जो करना है करेगा इज इट स्टॉपिंग आवर राइज नो इट्स नॉट स्टॉपिंग आवर राइज is it affecting our relationships uh, with key partners no because they are also pragmatic about about their interests today them for them china is a challenge they want partners so that they can counter china's rise contain it although they don't say it ultimately we are in a containment thing right and it helps us humko bhi bhai apna betting ganga mein haath dhona hai and it's not even actually betting on we are right there china is on our border apne andar baitha hua wahan pe it is actively impeding our rise so we have to take it we need friends for that jab 2020 mein when these guys came in who provided intelligence quickly gave us equipment it was our friends from the west the us did it job uh, providing uh, you know cold water uh, cold weather clothing and some ammo intelligence was the most important aspect जो लास्ट दिसंबर में जो अरुणाचल या सिक्किम में जो हुआ था इंटेलिजेंस वी वर प्रिपेयर जस्ट बिकॉज वी हैड प्रायर इंटेलिजेंस एंड द चाइनीज अबाउट दैट वी बैक सम ियोलॉजिकल साइड एंड to be the no but i i don't entirely agree on the report business with you see this is a very simplistic dismissal that you're giving the reports matter the methodologies matter uh first of all how you measure something uh i don't believe that there is some awesome press freedom in india it isn't we can actually there are some good reports and i have actually covered some good reports on press freedom also and they rate india lower but not lower than afghanistan or pakistan but you can have good reports and good objective measurement criteria so i don't agree on that bit i don't care if they praise modi or not they could do what they want to do the point is that these things are used as tools to some sometimes lobby for sanctions these are all part and parcel of real politic and it could have real real life effects on india and once again see the problem is every time we try to approach the people see i'm not saying the government to government contact is going to stop but the while there is direct diplomacy there is track to diplomacy also and during the track to discussions that now some of us are part of when we bro- broach the question of how the hell was this written the answer they give every time is that your own indian said and then we tell them your own people are funding these very indians that you are using so it's, it's like maine apne jeb se paisa nikala pehle dhoonda kaun hai jo mere ko jo bolne ke liye chahiye wo chahiye they will give the money to that person then they will say tu bol that person will say then they will be like indian source cited it's not as simple as that so we should not just dismiss see whether they praise modi or not i'm not talking about whatsapp university level these are serious reports that come out they could have real world effects and it's not an america problem i am not presenting is that a they problem it is a us problem we don't do anything about it we don't showcase 
proper responses other than recently at least you know sanjeev sanyal did a de- detailed paper analyzing these reports and actually sanjeev did criticize the methodology and that led to real world results because that went to certain places even the attacks on the diaspora I mean, these are real world issues the attacks on the diaspora are real they are done because these are ways to negotiate with the indian rise it's not as simple as that i, I don't think we should take them no, i so, it's a different issue that what's happening with the diaspora is a different issue i mean there are many factors at play over there right it, it's our very friendly neighbor who could be doing a lot of things because they are anyway down in the dump yeah right so this is a low cost way of just instigating a few people or you know i mean recently uh, although they have been denying any existence of khalistanis one of the leaders was shot dead recently uh, in pakistan right so things of so that that's a different uh, uh, a discussion altogether i think uh, the pm was very forceful in his recent uh, uh, conversation with the australian pm about attacks on diaspora attacks on temples and stuff like that so i mean i don't think even it, it's in in their interest right uh, i don't think any of the western countries want to become battlegrounds for for uh, any of you know uh, foreign sponsored or whatever instigated diaspora clashes happening in their country i mean they want indians to go over there and 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 become rich and pay a lot of taxes so that they can enjoy their their uh, old age benefits and all the welfare schemes that run because they need the tax money right that's the reason why immigration happens Uh, so i don't think it's in their interest so it's better that they take care of their uh, if it's not in their interest and see the thing is if it's if america was more sensible they would actually stop the attempts made by independent american billionaires to fund crazy people in india who actually become roadblocks in indo american relationship that's what i'm How trying you- to say how do you do that i mean they would say that we have uh, i mean they are not able to control the guns at home ठीक है Right. Yeah. So you want to stop? You get the the say uh, the U.S. president call up Soros and say, "Why you come India? Me funding ban kar do and things like. Come on, you know that's not going to happen. How we protect ourselves is 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 up to us, and that would mean by you know coming up with with authentic reports, uh, counters and stuff like that, which the government does, right? I mean, that's the government's job, or even who it the government can appoint uh, in terms of researching what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. I think the Indo-American relationship overall, if you ask me, in the next decade or two, is only going to become better and better. But what's going to happen throughout this process is there are going to be a lot of awkward social moments, as they say, in this relationship, where there will be a lot of uh, chiding is going to be pretty much from the American way. I think it's the nature of the American or Western foreign policy. it's it it is deeply embedded in their cultural psyche people don't like to accept it but the western cultural psyche is laced with the savior complex they want to save you they always want to save you they see it's almost as if and this is coming from me because i have lived there 
इट इज देयर इन एवरी डे लाइफ एवरीबडी इज ट्राइंग टू सेव समन इट्स एज इफ उनको और कोई नहीं उनको बहुत अच्छा लगता है दूसरों को बचा के और लास्ट में ऐसे करते हैं कि रात को सोने के टाइम पे उनको लगता है आज एक आदमी को बचाया मैंने सो दैट्स इट्स देयर लार्जर फॉरन पॉलिसी इट्स देयर वे ऑफ लिविंग सो इट्स ओके बट नाउ लेट्स टेक क्वेश्चन चार क्वेश्चन है मैं तेरे पूछता हूँ so what needs to be done this is a comment and a question together what needs to be done to make sure that you use america for your your own growth and not end up being the one used how do we do like because the then the comment comes it's a very thin line because the americans are shrewd so <coughs> what are yusuf's proposals to be shrewd like the americans hum vishwaguru hai yaar humse kaun sikhayega no i mean foreign policy is conducted that way right ultimately len den hai you said transactionalism right overall picture relations are good then you will do the transactionalism uh, for instance uh, let's look at our stance uh, on on ukraine we are able to navigate that we are not been pushed over recently lot of articles have started coming and one was triggered by ashley tellis who said you know the us uh, it's india is a bad bet for the us uh, if it comes to, uh, to a war with china i mean that's the thinking i mean we never signed up for any war with anybody we are not going to fight anybody else's war neither do we expect anybody else to come and fight our wars so we are clear about that even if india was to fight a war with the us for instance that we'll join a war with the us it might be only after we do the the pros and cons we weigh our interest and think bhai theek hai you know a loss over here or a win over here is going to be in our interest or not in our interest we'll weigh all that out and then might get into it and we are not going to get anybody's word that is for sure but like i said if at all we might it's going to be after weighing our own interest not just because someone has said bhai aa jao kal ko yudh karna hai it's not going to happen so like i said we are not a small country ki koi humko use kar dega i mean any any give and take is going to be after we get that extraction right i mean for years and that is this is when we were a much weaker and smaller power people found us extremely difficult negotiators i mean this is what we have heard from the western guys that indians are very difficult to negotiate aise pehle bhi the aage bhi rahenge and more so so this is a very interesting question is bande ko lagta hai recent tcs ki jo aayi hai badi chubhi hai usne usko example kaise se use kiya it's a hilarious question i'll read it so yusuf uh, us was built upon capitalism india has a long love story with socialism in our core can we really align is the first half as economy as you know our economy depends on the purchasing power of x aur fir last ki line hai ye saale 20% tcs karte hai hamare sath so <laughs> basically he's trying to say that we are socialists at our core they are capitalists at their core can we really get along uh, <laughs> i don't think that's i don't know uh... But are we socialists at our core anymore? That's what we are. We at socialists at the core. I mean, lot of our there is inherent that that part of it, right? Which will come out once in a while. But since 1991, we have understood that. So, which we are not truly capitalist. We are called that mixed economy. Uh, does that stop? See, the U.S. would work even with commies, right? If their interests were right, and we would work with anybody if if it's our interest, right? 
so oh, it, yeah. ultimately it's about making pragmatic choices based on your interests so that is nothing to do with your free market i mean the, the us worked with commies right i mean what was china i mean they still call them the socialist right but they did they aided china's rise they thought they will change china but they were wrong about it so no i don't think that's a, a, a relevant uh, uh, thing in that because it, that's not how nations work they will look for their interests and they'll work with anybody the us has worked with dictators without a problem right just because it served yeah. their interests so i agree yeah so this is this is the the one part right with india everything is going in 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 the right direction we are a democracy our interests converge uh, uh you know larger interests converge and our own interests right they want a big market india is a big market we want them come and invest in india all that is in place we just have to be at it simple fair enough so one question is as per yusuf should india go for joint production ventures in the us based companies like lockheed martin for production of fighters bombers subs to reduce dependence on russia make in india atmanirbharta is where i am <laughs> so how that will happen so uh, is 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 the key now in terms of how we use our relations with the uh, with the us 35% of india's defense exports go to the us india getting into us supply chains uh, defense industrial uh, uh, supply chain is a very important factor for us that will bring us expertise it will help us in the future develop our own uh, sub systems right so that is one uh, joint production with them they don't need us actually right so this is this is the asymmetry that we talked about उसके पास सब कुछ है वो हमारे साथ क्या जॉइंट प्रोडक्शन वो बोलेगा व्हाट डू यू ब्रिंग ऑन द टेबल सो आई साइटेड वन एग्जांपल व्हिच वाज व्हिच वाज द एयर डिफेंस सिस्टम वेयर वी डिड ब्रिंग समथिंग ऑन टू द टेबल कुछ तो लेके जाते इट इज नॉट लाइक द यूएस ऑल द वे सो दैट वाज वन अपॉर्चुनिटी व्हिच वी लॉस्ट आई थिंक वन ऑफ द अपॉर्चुनिटीज दैट वी कैन ट्राई इज इज अगेन इट्स रिलेटेड एयर डिफेंस कैन बी इन डायरेक्टेड एनर्जी वेपन्स ऑलरेडी द यूएस ऑब्वियसली हैज अ बिग लीड ओवर देयर बट आई थिंक मे बी इफ वी कैन लुक एट सम काइंड ऑफ अ जॉइंट डेवलपमेंट एंड प्रोडक्शन uh for uh, uh you know uh, directed energy weapons anti drone systems and things like that i think there is an opportunity over there in joint production uh but largely as far as defense goes we want some of the technology over here and like i said a while earlier we need that nuclear deal moment in our defense guys like that that's the transformational thing it's like something that we cite with the russians right oh aapko nuclear submarine mein help kiya wagera wagera so we need that that moment in our ties with the us which will make that transformational change hmm see again we're back to the other uh, the the dukti rag see a lot of times people are i think too engrossed with this but it's a serious issue so this this user or or this questioner says people who are living in india maybe they don't care about these disinformation articles or propaganda reports but it's genuinely affecting the indian diaspora living in anglo saxon countries and these things could eventually spill over into bad relationships is what they are trying to say that maybe right now it is not a thing but if it happens look these caste legislations they are not doing it to hit indians over there i know this for a fact who are the people look i have read the report i know the group peddling it i know the group supporter in india i know who does it they are literally playing indian politics in america they are playing indian politics in canada 
but that's the downstream effect people don't realize of social media eventually social media globalized your life like one one social commentator in america made a very good point one day they said there was a time before social media when there was you know some incident happening in rural kentucky or urban chicago and it was just reported in chicago and the rest of the country didn't care about it but now because of social media everything is a national issue and sometimes a global issue you know you see idiotic south mumbai kids taking placards of say no to gun violence for a shooting in florida abe sale tere ko kya karne ka usse that is my point and this but this is a very dangerous phenomenon yusuf and which could uh, i believe my biggest worry is these crazy people they might hamper our relations with many countries not just america i think overall like i said earlier uh, the decision makers will go by what's best for that country they are not going Hopefully. to be guided no i mean that's how it is right ultimately that's how they work with dictators that how that's how they work with communists that's how they work with with the military generals in our friendly neighbor right we were a democracy right we're always a democracy but who did they work with during the cold war dictators military generals it's about yeah. ultimately it's about about not americans for us also it's about it. for every country it's about their interest i mean today even a small country uh is able to tick off a larger one you just see what happened in the pacific islands how did the, the west suddenly take notice that there are pacific islands that exist just because solomon island signed a deal with the chinese and it's wow we're going to have china 2000 kilometers away from australia and things started to move biden was to visit papua new guinea along with uh, the prime minister ultimately his trip got cancelled but smaller countries have agency now imagine country like india how can you feel that we are some chota sa desh and people will just take us and use us so this is where ultimately i come from that we have to think like a big power that we are 140 crore ka desh 3.5 3.6 trillion dollar economy kal ki 5 trillion hoga kal ki 10 trillion hoga we have to think on those lines our foreign policy has to be based on those lines our defense preparedness has to be based on those lines because jitna desh badega jitni economy badegi utni defense need bhi badegi we have to think on those lines we can't keep creeping and crying and thinking like 200 billion dollar ki economy that we were yeah i i understand where you're coming from look as long i am i am for transactional relationships when it comes to real politic and global real politic i don't i don't believe you know every time i listen to an american talking about global liberal values based order i just i, I just cringe i'm like char chup ho jao yaar koi nahi karta main main nahi bol raha koi india karta hai before somebody thinks we are some oh holier than thou no i i i there are better nations in terms of values i i am not disputing that but everybody looks looks at their interests and as of now it seems i agree with you i i overall i actually agree with you that it it is in the interest of america and india both that india and america have better trade ties better technology uh, exchanges and better relationships um it doesn't mean india has to ignore russia it you know it's not like 
for having relationship with america india has to dump russia india will deal with everyone right we will deal with russia we will deal with the americans we are, <laughs> you know people don't realize the one relationship that has gone down the drain nobody is realizing this because it's a very small country is the indo canadian relationship indian canadian relationships have actually been soured and become very bad in the justin trudeau administration people don't realize that like our relationship under the harper administration was good under the trudeau administration boss do people even know india and canada are trying to sign a trade deal how many people know that we're trying to sign a trade deal we're not signing it because the canadians and the khalistan issue is a big sore spot for india look at how the aussies responded to the khalistan referendum aaj bhi report hui hai ki the australian government is acknowledging those things because they are see when you have a proper relationship where you want to play footsie with someone and you want to build that relationship you'll act and you'll show signs like the aussies did they acted on certain things india asked like the british did अदरवाइज वी टोल्ड दैम हम तुम्हारी काउंसलेट के बाद ऐसा बाथरूम बनाएंगे कि उसको कभी फ्लश नहीं करेंगे और तुम जिंदगी भर रहोगे is a means to you know instigate the whole thing but it's not in their interest you know you have 750000 char 60 lakh log hai wahan pe that's a huge chunk of their voters i mean uh, what was what happened yesterday was not just pm modi signaling to the domestic audience it was even albanese playing uh, his own politics over there because ultimately that's a huge vote i mean that's a lot of money as well right indians are rich over there so mm-hmm. everybody was playing politics so they i mean who better understand politics and the politicians and it's going to hurt them if they allow all this to uh, you know fester over there it's not in their security interest as well because uh, you know you don't want to have uh, you know battles uh, happening where foreign agencies then get involved you don't want those battles happening you become a playground for all these other guys i don't think it's in their interest it's, it, it they should nip it in the bud um, and and i think australians are right in this regard to you know go after them Yeah, Australians are right. That's why Indo-Australian relationships are going to be better, and uh, I hope the Canadians understand the problem because Indo-Canadian relations are not going to become better But with the way things the, are happening. People, the number of people uh, in Canada who may have sympathies are a lot more than uh, uh, in Australia. It's true. Yeah, um, it's true. So that's where you know, the, if if at all anywhere. Khalistan is going to be formed it's going to be a few counties in 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 UK and some provinces in Canada <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah and and as brown skinned people we will get special visa facilities to visit them uh, only we will be allowed <laughs> I mean, all right so yeah it's it's it, it is what it is so before we wrap it up uh, yusuf any uh, i'll give you the last word so you can say whatever you want and then we'll wrap it up yeah you know, uh, i i will i will say that you know uh, in the us relations matter uh, there are as they say it's the most consequential relations it is the most consequential relation for us particularly because we want to develop a country i i i cannot keep stressing that enough ultimately our goal is development uh, we should not let emotions ideology come in the way of our larger focus which is a development uh, can we handle differences of course we can we are 
uh, is it going to compromise a strategic autonomy? No, it is not. Um, will we have, will India's relations with the U.S. drag into its wars? No, it won't. Uh, will it impact other relations, particularly Russia? No, because that's a different story altogether. I mean, we have not touched that part, but uh, Russia-China relation has a deep impact on us, and it's not our doing, it, but it does have an impact on us. And India-Russia relations have actually been on a on a on a downward slide uh, for a long time, long before this war started. The Russians were needling us. Uh, I mean, you know, when the war started, which prime minister was there with Putin at that time? It was Imran Khan. Right. I mean, with all those born homie, Russia was needling us. And then actually this war in Ukraine made Russia realize India's importance in terms of the stance we took in the UN or in our larger posture that we had towards the war uh, in terms of buying their oil. We showed our worth. So we are we we know we should realize our worth is what I'm saying. Don't act like a small power. We are a big power, growing power will be. We are getting hurt. I mean, today we take pride in the right India ki log sunte hai. So what, where does that all go when it comes to anal analyzing our relations with the US and, you know, think like a small park, you know, humko aisa kar dega, oh, aisa kar dega. I don't buy that is where I come from. Will there be problems? Of course, there'll be problems. Will there be differences? Of course, there'll be differences. Can they be managed? Yes, they can be managed is where I come from. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it was always fun talking to you. Uh, I enjoy reading your work. Uh, you were you are more you know one of the more articulate voices. Even when you are um, uh, abused on social media, you you tend to handle handle it better. I wish I had your patience, but uh, that we are all built differently in, in in those things. And it was nice to speak with you after a while. Four years gap, and hopefully next yeah. time four years gap will not happen. No, but really, Kushal, great. Thanks, thanks for having me here today, man. All right, guys, we'll wrap today's discussion up once again. Before I wrap it up, you can, in the description of the podcast, it doesn't matter if you're listening to the audio version or you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you'll have to use the Twitter handle and a link to read the, the report. So I'll encourage all of you to go click the report link, download it, follow Yusuf on social media too on Twitter. And if you have any questions after reading the report, you can always tweet at uh, Yusuf and you can ask him questions and he'll be more than happy to answer them. And if you like what I am doing over here at the Charwak Podcast, I will request all of you, whether on YouTube or on Spotify, if you're on the audio platforms, leave a rating, leave a comment over there. On YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video. And if you want to take it to the next level, please support the Charvak podcast by becoming a member uh, or doesn't matter which platform, YouTube, Patreon, Fanmo. You can buy the merchandise on kushalmehra.com or send your donations directly through UPI. I will see you next time. Until then, namaste. Take care. Bye.